Welcome to the Skeptical Auditor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hernan Murdoch. Today on the show, we continue our conversation with Nabil Zaki, a banking expert and audit committee board member. In this episode, we talk about the importance of understanding the mechanics of transactions and the importance of having a risk mindset. Mr. Zaki has some great advice for those starting their careers and also for those in the middle of their careers on how they can make that final push to the top. I also enjoyed hearing what keeps him motivated and I believe you would find that uplifting too. All that and more, starting now. We're continuing our conversation with Nabil Zaki, a board member at the first Abu Dhabi Bank, and not just a board member, but actually a member of the audit committee. So for auditors and other compliance-focused and minded professionals, his insights are very, very valuable. And the fact that he has that insight perspective on a lot of the things that auditors need to know about. So uh, Nabil, what are some of the key things that the audit committees are thinking about, talking about, and preoccupied about these days that we need to know about? Uh, that's a very decent question. You see, we have to admit, and this is actually uh, not an opinion. This is a textbook requirement. An auditor is one of the defense lines in a bank, in a company, okay? So uh, 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 one of the most important things an auditor has to to, to, to equip himself with in order really to advance in his career is basically his ability to understand the mechanics of the transactions, the modus operandi of a transaction, and his ability to detect risks. I always say that when you are talking about risk in general, risks is consisting of three important things. Okay. Number one, identification. Are you capable of identifying the different risks? Okay, in terms of what? In terms of market risk. Okay, we have market risk now, which is affecting on another important thing, credit risk, which is affecting what? Operational risk. Okay, just yesterday, for example, just to give you an idea about the importance of operational risk, which is basically the risk coming from where? The risk coming from two things people and systems, and of course, mother nature. I don't want to talk about mother nature. Earthquakes, typhoons, uh, 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 whatever it is. But basically, the risk coming from uh, 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 people and systems. Uh, uh, just yesterday, Deutsche Bank, one of the biggest European banks, they said, we are not withdrawing 100% from the Russian markets. That drew an anger from Wall Street. Okay, despite the fact, you see, you are talking about perspectives. You are talking about perspectives. Okay, the fact that uh, 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 the Biden administration uh, uh, wanted to approach Venezuela to pump more oil into the U.S. market, that drew a lot of anger, a lot of wrath from so many economists and from so many people. Okay. For those people who are really having lots of Americans in uh, Venezuelan prisons, and you are coming to me for pumping oil, operational risk, your image, your reputation. That has to be understood by an auditor. Okay, uh, auditor, as, as, as I told you before, it's not about numbers crunching. 
it's not about making sure that we are putting this account in the right place. Okay, no, I go deeper. There is, I go over and beyond the figures. Okay, uh, I, I, figures are misleading sometimes. If you don't have the full story, if you don't have this full story behind the figures, they are meaningless. So number one, you have to understand how to identify the risk, whether market risk, the effect of interest rates, ability to predict, okay, inside an auditor, inside a good auditor, there is an economist. Inside, there is, inside a good auditor, there is a financial guy. There is a guy who understands finance. Yes, you are not taking, you are not being involved in the uh, uh, finance decision making, whether to borrow money in dollar, in Japanese yen, in yuan, uh, whether uh, uh, to go in, in Yankee markets or to go to the bulldog market. This is not your area, but you have, there is somebody inside you understanding what's happening. Num uh, uh, volatility of interest rates, volatility of equity markets, volatility of uh, uh, um, volatility of foreign exchange, okay? All of this ability to identify number. Number two, do you understand all the mathematics behind the quantification of risk? So number two, not only identify identification of risk. Do you know how to quantify it? When I'm talking to you about uh, sigma standard deviation, when I'm talking about ANOVA tables, when I'm talking to you about coefficient of variation, about all about VAR, about Monte Carlo simulation, about are you equipped with these techniques? Yes, you are not doing asset liability management. Yes, you are not actually one of the guys who are taking, you are not a decision maker, okay? But don't consider yourself a pure back office guy. If you are considering yourself a pure back office guy, you are lost as an internal auditor and you are not making yourself to be a good external auditor. One of the most important so, things, I, I would like to finish this. Uh, uh, sure. Allow, allow me, Dr. Han. Not only identification of risk and quantification of risk, okay, one of the most important things is, are you convinced that the company is managing the risk or not? Okay, in light of what you are expecting. So there are three things, okay, that you have to equip yourself with. Ability to identify the risk, ability to quantify it and to understand all the mathematical and statistical jargon being utilized uh, by risk management, by the corporate bankers, by the commercial bankers, by the board of directors, and so on. And are you convinced that the company is managing the risk? These, these right. things are very essential, and these are very crucial when you are working in the audit department, not only in a financial institution or a bank, in any company. But anywhere, it's very transferable set of requirements and skills there. So this is very helpful to understand that, that great context and how they need to be able to understand what's really happening in the organization, right? How the organization really functions and how the pieces come together and connect with each other. So let's turn our attention to the other side of the equation, if you will. And uh, you highlighted very clearly, thank you very much, how uh, the audit committee is looking for certain things. What are some of the things the audit committee wishes auditors will not do or do less? Would not do or do less. 
Okay. Exactly. Uh, right. Uh, uh, one of the most important things in the audit committee, okay, uh, I have to make sure that the auditor is making all the facts. Don't drown me as a board member. Don't drown me as a board member in figures that I don't need. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Give me okay. Details. Give me details. Okay. But yeah. when I need to go to the details. But one of the most important things, I always believe in bullet points. And the first page presentation is so crucial, okay? Don't drown me in figures, okay? Uh, 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 we, have to, we have to finish, for example, KYC uh, reports in uh, 1,500 uh, branches of Citibank or 1,200 uh, branches of Bank of America. Too much detail. Uh, but too much details for me, okay? Right. Uh, one of the most important things that uh, usually some internal auditors don't do, okay, is basically to provide the board of directors with benchmarks. I need benchmarks. For example, when you are telling me uh, 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 the, the methodology that the company is using, for computation of LCR, liquidity coverage ratio, for example, which is a requirement by Basel, or SNFS, okay, uh, 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 stable net funding ratio. Okay, all of this, when you are telling me that the mechanism is sound, fine, I will take it, okay, because I will count on you. I will not run after you to make sure that the mechanism is right. Okay, because we have more than one defense limit. But you have to be right. able to come to me in the board of directors to tell me how I'm being compared with other guys in the market. Okay, when you are telling me capital adequacy ratio is so and so, or when you are telling me we have uh, um, a percentage of coverage for KYC is 70%, how you are being compared with other banks? Okay, you are covering 70%, but the average is actually covering 92%. That means we are lagging behind. Exactly, Very much. Exactly. Show me what, show me some bench, so show me some benchmarks. That's why the role of uh, 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 an internal auditor is not internal. And it's not only it's also looking outside. So they need to be very well informed as well. So they, they need to not only understand what's happening within the organization, uh, but as best they can be well read and, and do some research and just be aware of what's happening in the industry at large and how the organization compares so we can start to think about how we can get better. So this is very helpful. Uh, Nabil, how about we, we take a look at uh, those individuals who are joining the profession, right? Let's say they're starting an internal audit and they perhaps will benefit from your insight in terms of what kinds of things and skills and competencies they need to know. So what are some of the key things? Someone who's starting out an internal audit now, what are some of the things they need to do to grow and build their career? You see, apart from, uh, you know, the profession designations uh, uh, like uh, CFA, like whatever, okay, I always mm -hmm. believe in you see, it's an ongoing process. It's an ongoing process. You have to always read. You have to always read because, you see, I can have a PhD from one of the most prestigious schools or universities like Harvard University, like Boston, and I'm, 
I'm not reading, I'm resting. Okay, you have, you cannot leave yourself without reading and being up to date about what's happening. I always say in Wall Street, you are as good as your last trading day. <laughs> are as good as your last trading day. Oh, don't tell me, oh, I have been working for this financial institution for the last 30 years and I've been doing wonderful performance. Yes, but you haven't been doing wonderful performance for the last four months. What's happening? Okay, and you are What have young. you done lately? Mm -hmm. Why, and you are young. You are still 50. You are still 52. You are young still. I'm talking about the age of retirement. Okay? Okay. I'm talking okay. about the age of retirement. You are still having a good number of years within the organization. Are you updated? Right. Okay. Right. Do you read? Okay. Do you read new products? Okay. Uh, uh, do, you, do, you, do you familiarize yourself with what's happening in the market? Okay. Right. Uh, uh, one of the most important things, okay, I always believe that uh, uh, a good banker, I'm not talking here about uh, auditors, a good banker, okay, whether working in corporate banking, in capital markets, in uh, risk management, you have to be able to memorize four important things, okay, because okay. when you are talking. Number one, you have to be capable of memorizing some figures. You know, when I'm working for a certain bank, I'm working for JP Morgan, Merrill Lynch, okay, and I'm asking you, what's the total assets of the company you are working for and you don't know? That's pathetic, okay? That's unacceptable by all counts, okay? Uh, when you are working as, an, uh, as a banker, when you are calling yourself top banker in the United States and you don't know what's the rate of inflation in the United States now and what it was during the last few years and what's the unemployment rate and what's our uh, budget uh, trade deficit and how much is the, our trade with China, the most important trading partner for the United States. And uh, see, you are in a serious problem. So number one, your ability to memorize some figures, which is crucial. The ability to provide, to, to, to memorize some events. Okay, don't tell me you don't know what happened in the financial crisis of 2008. What really happened? What are the causes of, you see, people, there are some economists, they are focusing so much on the causes of financial crisis around the world. Why? Because the history repeats itself in one way or another, directly or indirectly. So your ability to understand events and to memorize events, ability to, to memorize dates. Don't tell me uh, uh, Asian crisis in 2005. No, Asian crisis in 1997. Okay, uh, 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 2008, uh, 2008 financial crisis. The financial, the, the ruble crisis in, in August 1998. Your ability to memorize some dates are very important. And the last thing, which is not very important for auditors, ability to memorize some names, which is very important. So your ability to memorize uh, uh, dates, names, figures, events are so crucial for a banker. I'm talking in general terms. 
I, I think this is very, very helpful. Uh, and I really appreciate your insight because you're right. Uh, in many cases, history repeats itself. And not knowing what happened in the past may keep you, provide blind spots, right? When you're thinking about risk management and how the organization needs to make sure it protects itself from repeating the same mistakes again in the future. So that's part of our duty as auditors, but also, as you said, bankers and professionals, make sure we are aware of some of these dynamics as well. So let's think about someone who is uh, more advanced in their career. I think that a lot of what you shared definitely applies throughout. But let's say we're talking about someone who is mid-career in audit, uh, compliance, uh, and so on, and is now looking at that director position within internal audit, that VP position, that chief audit executive. What are some of the things that they need to be able to know and do to make that last push towards getting some of that top-level positions uh, and then be face-to-face -face with someone like you on the audit committee? See, gone are the days that we are doing things manually. You know, the role of technology is stark nowadays, okay? and you cannot ignore it. Okay, Big difference between today's uh, internal auditor and uh, 10 years ago internal auditor. Okay, internal auditor nowadays, you have to familiarize yourself with the role of artificial intelligence, the role of, uh, in, uh, if you see, it's, it, artificial intelligence is playing a major role. The new IT, the new systems, the new systems. So I'm, I'm not only talking about systems for the internal auditor. You have to be capable of dealing with systems in the risk management, dealing with systems or transfers, dealing with systems for decision-making in the corporate banking, for decision-making in inventory management. Okay, I'm talking, I'm not talking only for financial institutions, I'm talking oil companies, plastic companies, construction companies, hotels. So systems are very crucial. And to familiarize yourself with the IT and the new technology parameters, it's crucial nowadays. Yes, I, I agree that that is so important because as you get to that mid-level and, and top level within uh, internal audit or other functions within organizations, and not just banks, like you said, financial institutions, but broadly, they now need to, to know some of these things so they can help with the policymaking, help to provide some insights to management as they make decisions to deploy and where some of the potential failure points may be. So very, very important dynamics there as well, of course. Thank you so much. Now, one last thing that I'd like to ask you uh, as, we, as we wrap up our conversation today is, given all the things that are going on in the world today, in our organizations, in our industries, so much reading, so much keeping up, what keeps you motivated? Knowledge and to remain successful. Yes. Success is yes. easy. Success is easy, but to remain successful is harder. Mm -hmm. Success is easy, but to remain successful, it's very hard. You have to work on yourself all the time. You have to work on your knowledge. You have to work on your image. You have to keep contacting people. You have to keep con communicating with people. Uh, you, you have, we, we are spending at work more than we spend with our families. Okay? Right. Uh, I'm not sure whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. But we have to take a liking to what we are doing. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm very happy when I'm making a good positive effect on all people. I, I taught everywhere in the world, in the United States, in Latin America, in Europe, in the Middle East, in Tokyo, 
in, uh, in Asia. So when I'm making good effect on those people, this is giving me a big source of happiness and big source of satisfaction. So uh, I believe I'm hearing a sense of mission, if not vocation, and, and deep love for what you do. And, and that keeps you motivated. And I think that those okay. are very, very wise words for all of us to uh, embrace as well, as it will certainly make the journey far more enjoyable. Uh, it has been a wonderful uh, moment here talking with you, Neville, and I, I thank you so very much. And I'm sure that our audience is also going to enjoy listening to all of your deep wisdom. So thank you so very much. Thank you for listening to the Skeptical Auditor Podcast, and a big thank you to our guest, Nabil Zaki. If you're looking for more ways to stay ahead of the curve and earn CPEs, check out Audit Pro TV On Demand, subscription learning for auditors by auditors. Visit acilearning.com slash auditprotv.